So today is the 29th of December, 2019 is almost over. Anything else you want for 2019? You've only got a couple days left, right? That's right. The old is leaving us and the new is coming, right? Well... So we've had some great things that happened last year, right? And then we may have had some things happen that we don't really want to remember, right? We'd like to forget about. (laughs) Some things that maybe we wish didn't happen. So today what we're going to be talking about is exchanging the old for the new. Letting go of the past and stepping into the future. You know, the future's always got some expectation, doesn't it? It's like, oh, I wonder. Well, maybe I made some mistakes this year, but next year, with the Lord's help, we can be, do better, right? You know, we're at a pivotal point at the end of the year. You can say, okay, 2019, It's finished. So we're going to step into the new year with great expectations, right? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to turn, first of all, to all of those of you that are turning. We're going to Philippians, the third chapter. And we're going to start verse 12 through 14. Okay, praise the Lord. Paul is writing these scriptures, and all of our scriptures today are words that Paul, the apostle, have written to us. And they're all within a few pages of each other, so those of you that are trying to find your scriptures, be easy for you, all right? So Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. And Paul, we know, is somebody who accomplished a lot, right? But this is what he was saying. Not that I've already obtained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. So what he is saying, you know, Paul, he had some things that he wanted to forget. You think so? I mean, he was known as the guy that came around, was killing all of those Christians. They ran and they hid from him. Even when God told, um, what was his name? (laughs) Ananias. Said, go pray for him. He said, Lord, (laughs) I I don't want to go near that. I've heard about that guy. But, But God said, but I see something in that man. Something that I want. And so, uh, I'm sure Satan many times 
will come to Paul and say, remember what you did to all those Christian folks? Remember when you did that? So that was something Paul wanted to forget about, right? Well, then Paul also had a lot of things that were good to remember, right? I mean, look at all those churches he started. Look at all those people he prayed for and got healed. Look at those professors and philosophers he got to speak to. And, oh my, can you imagine Satan coming to him and say, you know what, you're pretty special. Look at all that you've been doing. But then if we start thinking like that, what happens? We get into pride. What happens then? <clears throat> Well, pride cometh before a fall, huh? So there's a lot of things that we might want to let go of, right? So we can't let go. I mean, we have to let go of the good and the bad, right? When you're getting ready to leave one, like we're leaving 2019, there's some good things that's happened. But we don't want to stay in 2019, right? We want to go forward. So if we're going to go forward, we have to let go of the past. Now, you can use things as stepping stones, but you can't stay there. And I brought this rubber band. See this rubber band? <laughs> this is a pretty big rubber band. But if we are holding on to the past, that, that is going to eventually pull us back, right? If we're hanging on to the past, we can't go forward. It'll only let us go forward so far, and then it stops. And if we release our hold, here we are, back right where we were. It's like we keep going round and round in circles, just like this rubber band is a circle, right? Well, it's going to keep on pulling us back. So we have to let go of it, right? In other words, we have to trust God. We have to let go of the good and the bad. We can't let Satan have something to use to keep us in the past. Amen? Because it, it's not going to do us any good if we want to go forward. Now, sometimes we just get comfortable and just want to stay where we're at. Well, what good is that to ourselves or God? If we're just going to stay in our little comfort zone and God's saying, come on, I got something more for you. Well, let's see what Paul said. In verse 13, he said, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. In other words, he hasn't got there yet. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, 
I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. In other words, God has a place for us in the new year, in the future. He has a place for us that if we're still hanging on to the past, we'll never get there, right? So we got to let go of things. Let go of them. That's not always easy. Sometimes we want to hang on to those memories. Well, Paul chose to forget those things and press forward. You know, Paul was always talking about growing up. So if we want to grow up in the Lord, we can't be content to stay where we are, right? doesn't matter who we are, what position we have, how old we are, how young we are. We have to let go of those things and go forward. Amen? Amen. All right. Praise God. I can tell you guys are, are hearing it. Amen? Amen? All right. So the next scripture is just a couple pages back in Ephesians. And Ephesians 4, we're going to start at verse 17. We're going to go 17 to 24. Now Paul, when he wrote these letters, he was writing to churches that he started. These were believers. These were people that had gotten saved. They had turned from their old life and they were following the teachings that Paul was giving them. And so Paul was saying in verse 17, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. You see, the Gentiles was everybody who wasn't a Jew, right? That's how they classified it back then. Now we would want to kind of classify it a little different. We would say everybody who was a Gentile was somebody who was not saved, who had not come to the Lord. So we can kind of classify it like that. Verse 18, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. They don't know any better. Because of the blindness of their heart. Well, who blinds them? Satan. Because their, their father is who? Satan. All right who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness, but you have not so learned Christ. Christ is, has a different lifestyle for us. <clears throat> if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. 
So Paul's telling them, that's the old, old way of thinking. <coughs> the old man. You know, you can, <coughs> excuse me. You, before, you, when you were not saved, you had this old man, which represented death, right? When you get saved, you have a new man. You're, you're recreated, right? So you're a new man. So he's saying, okay, that's the old way of thinking. We're going to go into the new way with Christ. Amen? Amen. So in verse um, 22, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. I want to just stop there a moment. Putting off requires effort, doesn't it? It's something that you have to do concerning your former conduct. In other words, it's, you can't do the same thing that you used to do. There's some things that just aren't good for you that we have to put off. The old man grows corrupt. Corrupt is what? Something that's dying, dead, stinky, smelly, bad habits. <laughs> it's something that is putrid. According to the deceitful lust. See, with the old man, all you were concerned about was yourself, right? Just taking care of yourself, things that you wanted for yourself. All you thought about was self. Self is the Almighty. But once you come to Christ, you lay down yourself, right? And you take on the new man, which is in Christ Jesus. And verse 23 says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. In other words, we have to do something with our mind. Right? Because guess what? Our mind wants to go back and think about things before. Right? Remember? Our mind is wanting to hang on to those things. So we got to let go, right? Otherwise, it's going to keep pulling us back. And you're going to say, why did I do that? Because we have to renew our mind, amen? It's not just something that comes automatically. The scripture tells us over and over, renew your mind. Renew it. And that, verse 24, and that you put on the new man. We're going to put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So we're going to get rid of the old man, and we're going to put on the new man. It's like, well, how do I do that? <laughs> Well, 
<laughs> You're right. The word, right? We got to keep putting in the word. You keep looking at Christ in the word and it becomes easier and easier because why? We see how we're supposed to act. We see what we're supposed to do. And so um, we got to replace that old man. If you take off the old man, the old nature, the old way, and you don't replace it with something, what do you have? You have a void. You have a negative space. You have an emptiness. You have a vacuum. And what happens when you have a vacuum? It sucks things back into it, right? So we got to fill up that void with the Word of God, with the new man, right? So we're getting rid of the old and we're going into the new. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Colossians, just a few chapters away. Colossians chapter 3. And we're going to start reading at the first verse. And we're going to go on down to 17. <clears throat> All righty. Colossians 3. So remember, Paul is talking to born-again Christians, right? Okay. So if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Remember, pastor talked about the throne. Guess where Jesus is right now? He's up there sitting on the throne. He's waiting for the Father to tell him to come and get us. Right? So right now, he's in this high exalted place, right? So we should honor and revere him, right? He's sitting at the right hand of God. So set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you died, and your life is hid with Christ in God. In other words, that old man is dead. And you have a new man. So you're going to set your mind on those things above, not on the earth. For your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will, appear, will also appear with him in glory. Guess what? We're going to appear with him in a glorified body. Amen? Amen. We're going to shake off all this old, and we'll definitely be in the new. <laughs> Amen? We won't have to try anymore because we're going to be transformed. <laughs> I'm sure he's got some things for us to deal with too, but it's not going to be quite the same. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> ah, 
Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth. We got to kill that old man, that old nature. You see, the old man can represent what you were before you got saved. It can also represent your old nature. So, we got to keep putting to death the old nature, right? All right, so that's what we're putting to death. He's not telling us to go out and kill ourselves, okay? <laughs> I don't think I don't think any of you think that, do you? <laughs> but put to death your members that are on the earth. Now he's going to give us an example, some things. See, he's always teaching us what exactly is he talking about. So there's fornication. Well, that's a big word. So a lot of people might not understand what that means. What that means? That means having relationships outside of marriage. Okay. Keeping it nice. Uncleanness. Passion for things that you shouldn't have passion for. Oh, but I just love the way that person looks. Wow. What's their nature like? Are you going to still love that person after 20 years? <laughs> See, you got to let God help you, right? Evil desire, covetousness, wanting things that aren't yours, which is idolatry. We don't think, we think of idolatry as you know, somebody has an idol and you go and you kneel down. Well, we don't have to worry about idolatry. We don't do that. Well, believe you me, there's still a lot of people that do that type of thing. But idolatry is anything that comes between us and the Lord. Anything that gets more attention than God, that's idolatry. <coughs> anything. So there's not one of us, <clears throat> I do not believe there's one of us that doesn't have some form of idolatry in our life that we have to work on killing and destroying. Amen? <clears throat> Verse 6, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off, here's another list of things, we're going to put off anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth, well, there's a lot of people who like that one, use that one. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and you've put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. So our new man's supposed to have the image of Jesus, right? So when people look at us, they're supposed to see Jesus. Not our old man, 
That includes at work. <laughs> Where there, and it also includes at home. <clears throat> Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. In other words, in God's eyes, we're all the same. It doesn't matter our background, who we were, what we did. What matters is, is that we give our life to God, give it to Jesus, and let him help us live like Jesus. Hallelujah. Therefore, verse 12, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. You mean I have to forgive that person? You mean I can't hold on to that grudge? Remember the rubber band? If I hold on to that grudge, what's it going to do? It's going to keep pulling me back, pulling me back, pulling me back. It's not going to release them, is it? It's going to keep pulling me back. Satan's going to keep bringing those thoughts to me. Look what they did to me. Look how they spoke to me. Look what they did 25 years ago. Look what they did to me just a moment ago. You mean I got to forgive them right now? How about if I hang on to it for a few days? <clears throat> Isn't that pretty good, Lord? It's better if I just, I'm only holding on to just a little short time, but it just kind of feels good to be angry with them right now. Well... I think you get the message. Jesus says we're supposed to forgive. You know, that, that's a constant job to renew your mind that way. <laughs> you mean I got to keep forgiving? Well, Jesus told Peter 70 times 7 in a day. Oh, okay, Lord. <laughs> So we must do that, he says. Verse 14. But above all these things, put on love. Hmm. Which is the bond of perfection. You mean if we love, we'll be perfect? Oh. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. You know, sometimes we can do these things 
you know, we can forgive somebody, but we really don't want to be thankful about it. <laughs> okay, well, we have a choice, you see. God says, let, let the peace of God. We have a choice to choose. Am I going to do what God's word says? Or am I just going to keep hanging on to those things? Am I going to let him go? Am I going to? Okay. Verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Well, that will... That'll help you be thankful, won't it? You start thinking on God and start praising Him and worshiping Him. Before you know it, you start forgetting about all those things. And say, Lord, I can forgive. Look how much you've forgiven me. I just thank you. And verse 17, And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So, ask yourself, can I do this in the name of Jesus? This old habit that I have, can I do this and glorify Jesus? Can, um, can I bring glory by talking this way? Can I bring glory to Jesus? Would I do it if Jesus were here? Oh, well. If you have a new man, guess what? He's right inside of you. He's always with you. He's always there. But he's not there with the big stick trying to hit you over the head. He just wants to help you, right? He's there to help us. Help us get rid of that old man and have the new man, right? He's always loving and caring. He's not that big old... I grew up kind of thinking... Everything I did, if I didn't get down to the altar and repent, I was going to die and go to hell. <laughs> and my heart, I just love God, but if I wasn't perfect, he would reject me. But you see, I was taught wrong, wasn't I? If you read and study the word, Jesus came to show us the Father, Father God our daddy who loves us and wants to take care of us, wants to help us, wants to help clean us up. <laughs> I was just watching a show yesterday, you know, on dogs <laughs> on TV. <laughs> well, it was actually one of these um, veterinarian things, Dr. Pole. <laughs> anyway, Oh, man, they had to deliver these babies, you know, and whether it's a calf or a doggy or whatever. 
And what's the first thing that mommy does? She starts cleaning up that baby. She starts licking up that baby, cleaning him up. Well, that's just like our Father God. He's just out there cleaning us up, helping us to stay clean, letting us know that it's all right. You might look a mess right now, but you're going to be beautiful when I get you all cleaned up. <laughs> you ever feel like you're just a mess? <laughs> well, guess what? We can run to our Father, and He's there. He's going to clean us up. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Word cleans us up. And He gives us help. I'm just going to point you in the direction of Ephesians chapter 6. We're just going to read verses 10 and 11. But this talks about the whole armor of God. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You see, we have an adversary. That adversary wants us to keep thinking like the old man. But we're told how to resist him. And you can read this for yourself. I've taught on this before. But if you read from verse 10 on down to at least 18... God tells us how and the protection that we have. He doesn't leave us without any help. Problem is, we forget to use the help that he gives us. And we try to do it ourselves. And then we get worn out. Then we start crying and saying, Lord. And then we run to him. After... We've been all beat up. <laughs> Meantime, God said, if you just put, put on the armor, then you're going to recognize when the enemy comes and what he's going to do. And you're going to be able to stand. You're not going to get all beat up. <clears throat> Amen? Amen? Well, I've asked Glennis to come up and help me with an illustration. And she's going to, she agreed. So remember what we're talking about? We're exchanging the old from the new. I think it's going to be easier for you just to be down here. That's right. So she's, she's my helper. <laughs> Now, we talked about having an old garment. This is actually an old garment. Here, put your hand in there. Hey, it matches your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you look at this, it, it's kind of tattered. It's got strings in it. This is the best I could get for this. Okay, now, so when when... What this is representing is our old man. She's going to walk up and down here, and you're going to see. You, you, this is our old man. You can just walk up and down so people see. So 
I'm going to talk about this old man <laughs> just a little bit while she's doing her thing. <laughs> okay, sometimes we have a garment that is well-worn and comfortable, right? It may not look very nice. <laughs> You're doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> says, hurry up. Get this over with. <laughs> it usually doesn't look very nice, but we don't want to get rid of it, right? <laughs> we usually don't let other people see it. We just wear it around the house, right? <laughs> well, it could represent like a, an old habit <laughs> that... Uh, we just kind of want to hang on to. Uh, you can stand still if you want to. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> maybe somebody hurt us, and we just don't want to let go of it, right? So we just kind of tolerate them instead of totally forgiving them. Maybe you see yourself as a sinner saved by grace, but identify more with the sinner instead of the grace. <laughs> uh, perhaps it's just something that you haven't fully trusted God with to handle, and so you're just kind of hanging on to it, right? Well, today is the day to let it go. We're going to exchange the garments. So we're going to just take it off and let it drop, right? We're going to let it go. Amen? We're going to get rid of that old man. And we're not going to go into the new year carrying that old man around, right? We're not going to identify with the old man. We're going to um, take on the new man. Romans 6, 5 tells us that the old man was crucified with Christ. He's dead. We now live with Christ. Amen? Amen? So now, when we got rid of that old man, <laughs> thank you, we're going to put on our new garment. <laughs> okay. Oh, see, look at that, nice and comfy. There we go. Oh, nice and comfortable. Okay, you can turn around. This is our new man. <laughs> this, this new man uh, represents us in Christ. Amen? Amen. Some, um, let's... Look at ourselves as God sees us. Amen? Clothed in righteousness, pure and holy because of Jesus. Try on the garment of praise. <laughs> it's really comfortable once you get used to it. God wants us to represent him well. You know what? Sometimes people come late at night and whatever, and you're in your old grubby old clothes and stuff. Well, guess what? God gives us a new garment, right? A beautiful garment. And if somebody shows up at an inopportune time, 
Well, you don't have to get all dressed up because you are wearing what the king gave you, right? You don't have to impress people because as king's kids, we heard about the king, right? As king's kids, you are already impressive. His light shines through you. So we don't want to cover up his light with our old self-image, right? Our old self, the old man. We want to have on our new garment. We're going to leave the past behind and press forward to what God has for us in 2020. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> we'll take it off. Okay, Pastor Jim, it's yours. <laughs> <laughs>